You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 160 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What's happening in your world? What have you been up to? Okay, so it's uh, Italian week. I'm a bit obsessed. Uh, So I started by uh, while I was... uh, Working on a, some retouching, I thought, I'm going to watch The Godfather again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from there it got me thinking, so currently my son and my brother and my mother are all on this app called Duolingo. Have you heard of it? Uh, yes, yes. Right. So uh, it's basically uh, an app that you can learn any language. Now my mother's mm-hmm. doing English with it and my mm. son and my brother are both doing Italian. Now my brother's Italian mm. is like university level at this point and oh. my son is getting really good as well. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> so wow. yeah. So yesterday I did the, it, it gives you a test to check what level you're at. Mm. And um, I'm, what I thought. So what I have is I have learned to speak Italian as a a child and <laughs> I was taught Italian to probably uh, kindergarten level, but I never studied it formally. So I get all mm-hmm. my um, past tense for basically the way I speak English. I get everything confused. Right? Yes, you don't <laughs> conjugate your verbs properly. Not, uh, no, because I've mm. never formally been taught and I think, I, you, you know, it, it's something that I block out. So I thought this is a really good way to learn because it, it, it it's such a a fantastic app to learn. So I did the test yesterday and uh, every day I've got to do uh, a five-minute exercise. Uh, So Mm. what I found is uh, the listening – I can I can understand everything and I get really good marks there. When I have to spell a word in Italian, ba-ba, fail. Oh, but it's it's phonetic. I mean, Italian it words are the easiest no. of all. Oh, yeah, you, Valerie Koo, your language is your specialty, right? Mm. But the thing that I love most about this app are the phrases that they use that you have to translate. They're so random um, that 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 there, there's a, a Twitter site called Shit Duolingo says that it's just been. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, uh, like the wine has a special effect on the baby. Translate that. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I am eating bread and crying on the floor. 
you know, which is like a Saturday night for most of us. But but like, you, you go where? Well, like where do they get the sentences from? So I guess uh, your skirt is out of fashion. Uh, you know. So you wonder where where am I going to get the opportunity to? Uh, you are a man who eats lemons. <laughs> Awesome. I it's love so, it. It's so much fun. There is a whale in the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's having a lend of them, I think. <laughs> like whoever their translator is or whoever it is that um, they employed to give them commonly used phrases, I think uh, is probably having a good laugh at the Easter uh, eggs that they've included in there. Are you lost? Heaven is far from here. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up lines. Uh, yeah, yes, I guess. So next time in, I'm in Italy, I can't wait to use that one. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I've been doing, Val. You? Wow. So have you been, like, listening in the car or something? I've just started so and, – and then I'm watching um, Master of None. So he, that's got a lot of Italian in it and, uh, yeah, so it's it's not listening in the car. You, it's an, you've got, just got to do a five-minute exercise every day. Okay. That's it. And wow. then you, the next day you do it. So, it, But you remember a lot of it and it, it rapidly um, – Improve. So hopefully this time next year I'll be fluent. So as uh, <laughs> the gold members who get to uh, experience my uh, poor, very poor Italian because they get to watch videos of me trying to direct Italians in Italian. What a man. What a man. It's very, it's like basic. Uh, imagine a four-year-old directing you in another language and that's what it sounds like. But I get, mm-hmm. I get, I get the job done, you know, yes. but I would like to go over and, and have an intelligent conversation with an Italian. Mm. All right. I think that sounds like fun. I might try this app too. Well, what language will you use? I don't know. I think I'd like to be multilingual. Oh, I reckon you should learn Italian too, Val, and then we'll just do an entire podcast in Italian. I reckon sono intelligente. Yeah, you say molto intelligente. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and the other thing it does is to speak into it and it'll tell you if you're saying the word correctly. And uh, like there was arrivederci, it told me five times that's wrong. That's until I was about to throw my phone across, and it's like, that's wrong, and I know it's saying you're a bogan. That's not how you speak <laughs> Italian. That's what that's I've read. That's right, and yes. that your skirt is out of fashion. Your skirt is out of fashion. So it's not <laughs> if you have thin skin. I yeah. suggest you don't try Duolingo, but it right, tough, well, toughens you up. This is not a podcast about language. About Duolingo at all. About it is Duolingo. about photography. It's not sponsored by them either. No, but this is Gina and my opportunity to catch up with each other each week. Perhaps yeah. we should do that beforehand. Yes. But um, one of the things that I have been doing is not actually learning a language, although I'm going to download that app now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have also been taking a quiz and uh, we'll be taking – so I've done the theory part of my quiz last week and next week I'll be doing the practical part, after which I will have a boat licence. <laughs> no, wait. What? 
<laughs> a what? boat license. I decided that I wanted to what? get a boat license. Why? So I can drive boats. So you, I know what it is. You're going what? to drive into the city and back by boat now, aren't you? No, because that entails going out into the Pacific Ocean. No. <laughs> so where are you going to drive boats? And are you getting a yacht? What kind of yacht and how big? Yes, with my spare billion dollars, Gina, yeah. I'm going to buy get, like, a yacht. Some sort yeah. of gang- gangster yacht, yacht. So yeah. what no. size boat do you need a boat license for? Oh, I don't know. Even small boats you need a boat license for. Right. If you're going to go over a certain number of knots, I think, which I am. Uh-huh. And knots. so you yes. go sailor girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited because summer is coming up in the Southern Hemisphere yeah. and I live near an, a really large body of water. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't have a boat, but maybe I'll <sighs> make some friends. <laughs> so you're just lying there going, okay, so I got – uh, my paintings into, you know, oh, I've been commissioned many, many times. I've got one, the Kramer art is, yeah, that's set up. That's been picked up by stylists around the world. And um, I'm a published author. I, uh, what else have you done? Uh, I, I can well, play Bach from four. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't, how, like... I don't have a boat license. <laughs> I need to have a boat license. Yep, I'll get a boat. Li- was that the thinking that went into that? It was definitely not the thinking. I was looking at the water the other day and I thought, oh, it would be nice to go out there on a boat. But A, I don't have a boat. And B, even if I had a boat, I'd need a boat license. And I figured the boat license was a lot cheaper and easier to attain than the actual boat. So I'm going, you know, baby steps. Uh-huh. And I'm get, so, yeah, next week I'll take my practical yeah. and then I'll get my boat license. So do I'm they have excited. have plates on the boat? Like nah. when you go, oh, no. Nah, okay, but I have asked whether they do random breath testing on the and water. Do No, not really. They can't, they, they can stop you and say, we're going to call in the cops and breath test you. Um but, you know, of course that doesn't matter. I'm not going to be no, drunk while I'm at my So, all right, so when you get the boat, will you have the boat by Christmas? I'm not going to have a boat. I'll probably hire a boat first. Great, so bit... we hire a boat and I'm <laughs> yes. coming up. It's a bit like photography. You don't dive into the Canon 1D first off. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. You, 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 you hire it if you wanted to have a go. You borrow your friends or. Yeah, but Valerie, you know, you're not just going to go out and buy a Timmy. You're just. You're not going to. That's not you. Like, no, you but would I'm going like, to hire you're get something pretty nice. So well, I'm yeah, gonna... I'm coming up. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, come up. We'll It'll be really fun. And we, can we? Are we going out around the like the the uh, opera house is that the can you do that no, can you go I don't, out into I mean water? I can but I do not intend to go into the Pacific Ocean you need to understand that I for me to get there I have to go into the ocean you know That's all right. just drive a bit faster I can do it I'll drive and take the wheel <laughs> 
Anyway, let's move on to our topic this week, which is the best photography hacks to help you nail the perfect shot. I love a good hack. I know you love hacks because deep down, deep down, you wish you were born MacGyver, but you Mm. weren't because your skirt is out of fashion and (laughs) you... you, There's a whale in my pool. Yes. And you look like a man who just ate lemons. But (laughs) (laughs) deep down, you want to be MacGyver, but you're not. So I know that you like hacks. Um, Oh, there's a good hack for you, by the way. My friend made me um, Nutella in the Thermomix. What? Oh, my Wait, God. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. guys, we'll get to photography in a sec. Yeah. So what, what do you do? What do you do? He, she made me Nutella in the Thermomix. So I have Nutella in my fridge at the moment. I had it last night your way, the Gina Militia way with ice, ice cream, cream yeah, and Nutella. And um, it's it's amazing. It's what, amazing. What, so is it like chocolate hot sauce? Uh, well, it was in the fridge, so it wasn't hot. But you could microwave it, I suppose. But it was heaven. I just had it with the ice cream. It was like being in heaven. Like I'll find out the recipe and send it to you because you can make it in your hacked Thermomix. The road to heaven is long. (laughs) Are you lost? Heaven is far from here. (laughs) That's right. We're going to move on. Best photography hacks. The first one is avoiding camera shake, something I am not, I wouldn't say guilty of. I can't help it. I just don't have steady hands when it comes to, you know, holding my camera, especially the the big ones. So, yes, avoid avoiding camera shake, go Gina. <laughs> she thinks like an ant. Uh, that's another Duolingo. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what you do, there is a formula, uh, focal length one divided by the focal length equals mm. minimum shutter speed. So if you have mm. a, uh, lens that's 200 millimeters, like you're using, shooting on your 200 millimeter lens mm. to avoid sh- uh, camera shake, you want to have a minimum shutter speed of one two hundredth of a second. It's that easy. So you just put a one right. over the. So if you're using a fifty millimeter lens, your focal length needs to be one over, over 50, fifty one fiftieth of a second. Great. If you've got the bigger, longer lens, like a, a five hundred millimeter lens, they're the really big ones that the sport photographers use and what some wildlife photographers, your mm. minimum shutter speed to avoid camera shake is one five hundredth of a second. And being conservative and that's off tripod, obviously, and yeah. being conservative, I actually double that figure. So when I'm using a 200 oh. millimeter lens and it's handheld and I'm not shooting flash, I try and shoot at like one four hundredth of a second just to make sure because I know I'm, wow. a, bit shaky. I'm a bit shaky. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's a yeah. great rule. Yeah. I understand there's a night photography rule for this. This is a really cool rule. So uh, 
shooting uh, stars out at night has become a really big thing in the last uh, few years, and that's because uh, cameras are coming out with uh, ISO, the ability to shoot at higher ISOs, so it's meant that suddenly uh, night photography is achievable for even uh, people with entry-level cameras. Now, the problem is that uh, the the... If you shoot at a shutter, you need a, a, a shutter speed that's quite long uh, to manage to get the stars in your image because obviously it's night, it's dark, and you need a long exposure. Mm. The problem is if the exposure is too long, you're going to experience star trails yes. because uh, – so I always get confused, Val, honestly. Is it the earth that's moving? Yes, around the <laughs> – what's moving? See, I, everything's I'm not, sorry, moving. I, I, everything's moving. So everything moves. So as if you um, – if you're – if you have your shutter open for, say, 30 seconds or longer, you'll start mm-hmm. to get slight movement in the stars because we're yes. moving, right? Well, the earth rotates. We rotate. That's it. Yeah, we're spinning around. That's it. So got it. Uh, <laughs> science, not my strong point. Um, so to avoid that, you, there, there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, the high, really high-tech uh people who photographers who do night photography you can get these devices that you bolt onto your tripod and they move at the same uh pace as the earth is moving right rotating Mm -hmm. so that you don't get any um movement at all so they're slowly moving around so the stars will or you could have uh your your um shutter open for you know five hours and it'll just follow it around and and that's cool Uh, but the other way around is to uh what you do the formula is 600 divided by the focal length equals the maximum shutter speed so to avoid star trails or get pin sharp stars in night photography you take 600 divided by the focal length equals maximum shutter speed. So if you're shooting on a 24 millimeter lens, the formula would be 600 divided by 24 equals 25 seconds, right? Okay. 600 divided by 24 equals 25. So 25 seconds is the maximum shutter speed you need to have to avoid star trails. Oh, Really? Yes. That's great. Isn't that good? Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so cool. Get, and you'll get like pin stuff shots because, like, if you shot it at, at, at had a twenty four millimeter lens and you go out and you shoot at thirty seconds, you'll get the like. It looks like there's just a tiny bit of movement on the star, a little bit of blur. If you want those pins, you know, sharp stars. 25 seconds is what you need to do. If you're shooting on a 50 millimeter lens, it's 600 divided by 50 is 12 seconds. Is that right? Yes. 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 12 seconds is your maximum shutter speed. Cool. 50 millimeter lens. That's a cool little hack, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Okay, Mm -hmm. love it. Right, fantastic. What's next? 
All right. Uh, focus. Now, focusing. Now, I've given I've given out uh, my two favourite hacks with focusing that I like to use a, a torch if I'm working in low light, and I will mm. sh- shine that onto the subject that I'm trying to focus on if I'm in low contrast light, because basically, focus. The camera uses contrast to high contrast to focus. So the higher the contrast your image has, the easier it is for your camera to lock onto focus. So if you've got like uh, you're shooting inside, flat light, gray, something gray against a, a gray wall, it's going to really struggle to lock on or try focusing on a blue sky. The camera mm. will just So that's my favorite yes. hack. Uh, I asked, I put a message in the so you want to be a photographer Facebook community the other day and I asked for their favourite hacks and I got lots of answers and mm. one of them on focus was from Phil N who writes that when, ah, yes. yes, shooting into the sun I always have autofocus issues and so I just hold my hand out hiding the sun from the lens and it autofocuses no worries. Phil is an Aussie on ya, <laughs> keep the shutter down, whip your hand out of the frame and take the shot. Light and flare are plenty and a well-focused shot. I think that's a great hack. So just you got your camera in one hand, uh, you might have your camera in your right hand, finger on the on the trigger there on the shutter and then you can hold your hand out to just block the sun from mm. hitting, hitting the lens and then the, the camera has a lot easier uh, job of being able to focus and then when you're ready to shoot you've got your lock on you take your hand away shoot and you can get those beautiful uh, shots with uh, sun flare that I know Phil N loves to do um, yeah so I think that's an amazing hack yeah great hack definitely and so the next hack is about protecting your flaws or your gear now protecting yes. them from what Gina so from uh, so often uh, if you're doing shoots inside your own home or if you're travelling around to someone else's home, I think the uh, light stands and tripods and beautiful polished timber floors or mm. you know marble floors or you know any lovely floor don't really mix so like I've seen uh, tripods do some damage onto floors and uh, also light stands as well if they get dragged across you can leave scratches so I uh, learned this hack from uh, watching film crews and what they do because they're often going into people's homes to film things and the best one that I saw is I saw on the one of their, their big light stands they got tennis balls and cut a little X into the top of the tennis ball and then put the tennis ball onto the bottom of the light stands. You, you mean on the you, like the light stand is often like a like a tripod thing at the at the bottom. Yes, so yes, do you mean the, the tennis balls go onto the the legs? Onto oh, the legs. So you've got okay. three three legs of a light stand and mm-hmm. uh, the, the like instead of the the metal touching the floor, you've now got a tennis ball underneath. And if it's one of those really fluffy tennis balls, what you can then do is on a like a, a timber floor or a you know polished any other polished floor, a tile floor, you can now drag your light stand around. And it's almost mm. like it's on um, casters because it just glides mm. around. Isn't that a good hack? That's, 
Great, yes. And it's still stable. It's still stable as well, Great. but it's just okay. not going to hack up the floor. The yeah, other definitely. One that's, yeah, the other one that's really good is, uh, and I picked this up when I did a uh, shoot at uh, um, Werribee Mansion and was like, they, they let me go in there and they said now, like, you know, the art in here and the floor is all heritage listed and it's worth, you know, millions or billions of dollars. So you have to have rubber stoppers on your tripod and, mm. uh, yeah, to stop the floor getting swept. So I just went out and bought uh, – they're like um, stoppers that you put that they go on table legs and chair legs and things like that. You can get the ones that are the right size for your tripod and you just put them on your tripod, the end of your tripod. So instead of, you know, scratching up the floor, you're always going to protect the floor. Yeah, that's fantastic. So mm. I had to shoot um, – organise a shoot for a high-profile person some time ago. And I went with a photographer who um, I think the floors were actually fine, but a week later we got a huge bill because he accused us of um, wrecking his wall. So as in when you kind of put your tripod on your shoulder and you swing your tripod around, you hit the wall. And he reckons that a chunk of wall fell out. Now, I – I was really surprised at this because I didn't see that happen. And I would like to say that on the same day, the entire 60 Minutes crew was also at this person's house shooting um, and who says it wasn't their camera or, would, or someone associated with that, that, that. So anyway. Who's going um, to accuse 60 Minutes though, you know, because yes. then there'd be a huge expose, right, Val? <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's move on to the next hack or the next tip. So, and in case you hear, um, so Gazzy, my dog, uh, <laughs> this week had a haircut because he oh, was like, oh. he was looking like his hair was as probably as long as it could get. So he he he, he was like, you could he couldn't see. He was like four times the size that he should be because he had such long hair. And so now he's had his hair cut to like the whatever the shortest length is and he's always cold. <laughs> oh, poor so, thing. He's now in my lap because oh, so otherwise he would carry on. Um, well, yes, in, the meantime, in, you, in the meantime, you may hear my cat Rex. He's throwing a tantrum at the moment because he wants to be fed. But let's move on to our next hack. So uh, Dan Barker sent in a mm. really cool uh, hack with protecting your gear and that's he uses a plastic zip-tie bags with a hole cut in the end for a camera rain jacket. It's just a really cheap mm. uh, camera rain jacket and uh, and uh, there's also a little YouTube video that I've put in the show notes where he demos how, how he uses it. And so just uh, keeping those zip- a few of those Ziploc bags in your camera bag because you never know when you're going to be shooting in the rain and the last thing you want is especially if you've got a camera that doesn't have uh, weather seals uh, is, you know, getting water in there and it, it kind of ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great hack. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so uh, now uh, organising your 
stuff for a shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Foote from the podcast community shared, uh, when I'm herding cats at a wedding, so when he's rounding up all the guests, this yes. is such a good hack. I really love this. He says, I find the nearest school teacher. They have oh. a tone that makes everyone revert back to 11-year-olds and do as they're told. Isn't that I a great hack? That is That's fantastic. So it's so true, it. though. That's Teachers so know how to—they know how to speak mm. to to gather yes. everyone up, don't they? Yes, it is. It's astounding. A friend of mine, his mother is a kindergarten teacher, and he says he's thirty-eight now, but his mother still speaks to him like he's four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. a great hack. Or uh, learn how to how to speak like a teacher, I guess, to yes. uh, command that everyone pay attention to you. The other mm. thing I really like is uh, for when you've got like now with camera gear, it's not just camera gear, but there's always like bits little bits like you know that you need that if you lose this certain one little screw then you can't use a certain accessory or attachments and things like that so you want to keep those all in one one spot rather than sort of floating around in your bag so I think putting all of that in say something like a pencil case is a great great way to organize all your spare little cords and uh, you know uh, adapt because now you know my iPhone has the the new lightning cable right attack that, that goes into it that isn't so when I need to use a microphone with my iPhone I have to have an adapter that little adapter is tiny what where do you store those little, little things like that I there's know. so many things like that uh, so you want to keep those in one spot and I think and the next level of the pencil case is something like uh, I think clear Ziploc bags are even better because you can actually see mm where everything is and there's probably even even better versions uh in stationary shops where you can get like a they're like Ziploc bags, but they're probably the designer version. You probably <laughs> have those, Val. <laughs> no. Don't you? you designer Ziploc bags? You're gonna have to get all this. Are you gonna now start wearing boating shoes? What's boating you wear? What are you gonna start ah oh, striped uh striped striped shirts? Val? Huh? Mm. Huh? Mm? <laughs> no, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> um, Velcro ties are the best. Oh, yeah, Velcro they're good. all around is the best. And it's so all my electrical cables all for my lights and all my cables that I use in general, I have a strip of Velcro that I've cut a little slit into. It goes over the cord and then I can wind them up and then put the Velcro around them and just keep everything very organized. I'm dying to get into your, like your, you, you don't keep your cords very neat, Val. No. I've noticed. Yours are like a mess. Like they're really, they're always bad. knotted, really bad. Like I know. Me. I know. I need to hire someone to sort them out. Constantly, and then it goes back to everyone goes back to you know. I know. I know. I can't face it. Anyway, it's not time to talk about my shortcomings right now. No. Um, <laughs> so. As well as uh, Velcro balls, there's these other things called like bungee balls. And so, you know, um, 
uh, we call them uh, they're called oki straps is that the 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 slang for them where they've got the, 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 the it's like a, a, a stretchy elastic and there's a hook either side uh, of them they're called oki straps in Australia do I have to google okay. it Val? But okay. there's, so there's these, a, a better version of those which are called bungee balls, and so it's a, a stretchy like elastic, and then there's a ball either side, and you can use those to tie gear. You can use them to tie uh, speed lights up into a tree if you needed to, or just uh, bundle your light stands together. They just come in really handy, and it's, so it's another step up from Velcro. Uh, I think I you like need those to, hair bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're really cool. All right. So, cool. uh, and ga- gaffer tape is like the best thing for anything. It's probably the best photography hack. And I actually asked in the Facebook group if you, does anyone think you could build a house with gaffer tape? You probably <laughs> could. I reckon uh, it's okay. amazing. So uh, it comes in very handy, definitely worth having in your – so it's like electrical tape but it's like a cloth version of electrical tape and it doesn't uh, stick quite as hard to things. It won't take uh, the uh, the varnish off things and it's like a, a lot kinder to surfaces and there's different tack levels of gaffer tape that you can buy. So, so I think is it called necessary. is it in, is it called duct tape in America? Duct tape is the uh, I think duct tape is a plastic. Um, oh, is it version. okay? Yeah, d- duct tape is like electrical tape. Gaffer tape okay. is gaffer tape. I think it's universally called gaffer tape. Okay, cool. Named after the gaffers who used it on film sets. Oh yes, of course. So uh, I'm, I understand that we have a hack for an instant wind machine. Yeah, so there's two kinds of wind machines you can use yes. if you want to add like a little breeze into your portraits, like make the material of a dress move around just to give it life or make hair move around mm. and give it life. So you can the, – the, the, there, you can use uh, like I've seen uh, fans used, or there are even things called you know wind machines that, that 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 will do it. But the problem is a a wind machine is expensive. B there yeah. are like some wind machines either have two settings, the one that looks like you know a sick child blowing on you, which does <laughs> nothing, you know, <laughs> does nothing, um, yeah. or there's you know, turbo charge, which just cyclone. <laughs> the cyclone that just blows everything, the entire set, everyone in front of it and everything in its way out of the way. So it's like, so if you're trying to make someone's hair move gently around it, you know, the poor, the poor hairstylist, two hours of work is just completely crushed by the wind machine. So what I like to use instead of all of that, and it's also silent, that the other thing about wind machines is they're really loud. So you're like, okay, so what I want you to do is can you hear, I can't hear you, you know, mm. is, is use a um, piece of cardboard. So high-tech wind machine. And what you do is you just ask your uh, assistant or someone nearby to hold the piece of cardboard and just uh, flick like you're scooping up air 
next to the person. Mm. It just it just moves some air and it gives mm. like a little zephyr, a light little breeze, Val. Yes, uh, and right. it just kicks the hair around. And what it does is it doesn't separate all the hair it, into like because that's what wind machine do. They tend to break the hair open and you get like single hairs, and it's not very attractive. This little flick system with a bit of cardboard uh, kind of allows the hair to to just bounce in sort of chunks and it mm. looks more natural as well. It's it's amazing, an amazing way to move um, hair around. That's my favourite, the instant breeze. Now, I've seen Gina use this high-tech uh, piece of equipment, the piece of cardboard, <laughs> or she usually gets one of her assistants to, to do it while she shoots, and it is subtle and it's beautiful. If you've never done it, try it. Seriously, this isn't just some, you know, throwaway hack that Gina's um, putting out there. It is one that she really does use and it does look fantastic, so give it a go. You'll be surprised at what a simple piece of cardboard can do. Okay, yep. let's move on to some lighting hacks. Okay, so this one, uh, this next first one, Val, for lighting is good at particularly for uh, newbies uh, with photography. If you're just getting your head around, because the, the, the hardest part about photography is getting to a point where you're actually seeing what light does. And it's mm. something that when that happens, your life is changed forever. So mm. up until that moment of being able to tell the difference between, you know, hard light and soft light or recognising uh, what part or what area of a room has the best light, I think this is a good hack. Now, when you're shooting portraits, one thing that you need uh, in the eyes to give the portrait light is to have some sort of catch light, all right? Mm. Now, a catch light is basically a reflection in the eyes from a light source that happens to be in the room. If your portrait doesn't have a catch light, what you have, and and that could be if you say you were shooting in uh, very overcast weather, or that the light was very flat, and you don't get a reflection in the eyes from a light source, it tends to make um, the 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 eyes look really dark, and uh, like, it's not mysterious. They lack life. Okay, the catch light makes all the difference, and you can get some really beautiful catch lights, but it's a matter of finding them and. If you carry around in your camera kit, and just this is just a really good exercise to do anyway. The way I look for catch lights is I am constantly, uh, when I'm talking to people, I do this anyway, uh, but like you look into people's eyes when you talk to them. But I, I, I think I do it for too long. I think I sometimes intimidate <laughs> people because uh, they go, you're kind of intense. And it's like, well, I'm just looking at the catch lights. But I do like to see uh, what is happening happening in people's eyes, what the reflections are. And when I've noticed that catch lights look amazing in a certain spot, I know to come, I have to come back to that spot in that, at that time of the day. But another little Mm. hack is to carry in your pocket a marble. 
right? A and marble. The, a marble. Now, there's different kinds of marbles, but you can get you get the little ones that like the old school ones that might be uh, tiny and clear. Uh, mm. They're not as good, but you want a darker marble that maybe like you want it definitely to be a shiny glass, not not mm. a matte glass, but the really shiny ones. And say a blue or a brown or a black or a green one will work really well. And the bigger uh, bigger size marbles, okay. So they I think they're called mm. I don't know what they're called, big marbles, right? You carry one of those around, and uh, when you're in a room, if you hold it up and you look for the spot where the um, you can see, actually see a catch light in the marble and that's going to be the same ah. as someone's eyes. So if you're walking around, you just hold it in your hand and you go, no, there's no reflection in that and then you might hold it near a window and you go, oh, my God, look, I can see the entire window reflected into my marble. That's exactly mm. what's going to happen with the person's eyes and so you know that that particular spot is a good spot to shoot a portrait. So it's a great little hack to have when you're scoping a location and you may not have a model that you can look at in that location to see what the light's doing. I love it. Marbles, mm. fantastic. Mm. Do you ha- mm. Did you play marbles when you were at school? Okay, so you know that saying, <laughs> show me show me the girl or the boy at seven, I'll show you the woman or the man, right? You heard yeah, that one? Yeah. So whatever, yeah. who we are, it's, so at seven, yeah. um, uh, I got my first marble I swapped it for something all right I got my first marble then we would have marble season in the summertime at school and so you would play uh the one-on-one with a marble and whoever uh you would you would win another marble or lose your marble okay so this is where I got into gambling it's gambling basically (laughs) isn't it really yes seven-year-old so from there, I think I won, uh, I had a winning streak and I got up to maybe 20 marbles. This is from Valerie. I started from nothing. Okay. okay. Got to 20. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then we had this thing where this other kid sold me a marble board. So it was a piece of timber and it had numbers across and oh, little yes, holes I know. Out of, and you had to roll your marble down and if it went into the 10, that person won 10 marbles. Yes. It's lime green. I bought it for, I think I, sw- I had 20 marbles. I might have paid 10 or 15 marbles for this investment, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went and I set up my board and I kid you not, I think for the next seven days, you know, whatever the next, how many days, I was winning, like bringing home like 250 to 300 marbles a day, Val. I was on fire. <laughs> and I so got you to went a, so I would count them regularly. I got from one marble to 2,000 marbles so yeah. quickly. I became like the Don. And then what happened? Uh, I lost it all. No, I didn't lose it all. I still got them, but I just like, Mm. you know, once I woke up one day and I'm like, is that it? Is that what my life is all about? It's like I got to the top of the mountain. I had more marbles than anyone I knew. And I'm like, it didn't fill me up, Val. So I went on to uh, swap cards. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that story, Gina. Let's move on to the next hack. 
Well, cheers. Uh, so light, uh, the other lighting one is, uh, so what you put in front of your flash is going to have a big impact on how that, uh, that, that light is, uh, is spread out. So there are, there are lots of different hacks for lighting diffusers. And one that I really love is, and it works. So if you ever don't have time or, or don't have a softbox or uh, a diffuser that you can put over your flash, just get a white paper bag, the ones that Nutella donuts come in, <laughs> blow it up and with a, an elastic band, attach it to your um, speed light and you've got a beautiful softbox for like three cents. Yeah, wow. It's really Okay. Uh, then also Sam Webster, who's in the podcast uh, Facebook community, said that he used uh, he shone my iPhone torch through a serviette at dinner last night for a travel blogger. Was an amazing softbox for her bowl of gelato. Great, yeah, it good hack. Creates a great light. And uh, Thor uh, Dutt, who still has my favourite name. <laughs> Yeah, Ever. definitely. Uh, as a speed light monitor, I use translucent plastic milk bottles. Um, I also have one of those plastic shower caps that you get in hotel for free, and it's the perfect rain cover for a camera. It's a good idea, mm, isn't it? Shower yeah. cap, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a bit yeah. of a shower cap collector. That's I should that I should use it for that purpose. <laughs> yes, go on. And uh, he also uses uh, Silagel packs to keep the moisture away from the camera bag when he goes into the jungle. So they're, they're, they're the ones that you get them in shoe boxes, and I think they're it's always silica in, silica yeah, gel. Yeah, silica gel, and they're they're also in um, vit- the bottom of vitamin packets as well. Yes. So he puts those, and uh, then to get a dreamy effect, I shoot through cotton or something fluffy like that. So there's some uh, good hacks. A fantastic one. This is awesome from Keith Mackey. He says, if you take photos in your home, and a lot of, a lot of people do working their home, this is something that a lot of people just don't think about. He said, replace all the light bulbs in your home with daylight balanced ones. So much easier to post process. That's oh. genius. Isn't that a great idea? Mm, well done, Keith. Yeah. Okay. And we have one from Alan. Yeah, Alan says, uh, and this is a really cool one, uh, when it's difficult to get a clean exposure reading, so if you want to expose uh, for a skin tone and uh, just you can't get, um, uh, in, you know, bring your camera up close enough or there's other things you might be trying to get it, you know, into a crowd, what he does is he just lifts the palm of his hand and puts that in front of the camera and takes the reading off the palm of his hand, which is basically a skin tone. Yep. Great. Eva, okay. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Um, all right. So, uh, Eva. Uh, when she's shooting, and this is one of my uh, favourites for using this as with shooting products or food, and you need to get a bit of uh, extra light into the shot or some fill or some interesting uh, light uh, highlights in your shot is use mirrors. Use mirrors, which is, makes a, um, a makeup mirror 
to kick in some extra light. And I think I've done this with you, Val. I've shown you this hack when shooting food, haven't I? I've got you to get out your compact and reflect some light into the shot. Right. From the sun, bounce it in. Okay, so like use it like a reflector, basically. Use it like a reflector, but a mirror is okay. going to give a much like a hundred percent fill. Yeah, uh, it's shiny surface, so it it works really well as a reflector, and it's so good that the little makeup, the uh, magnified ones work even better. So those little cheap, you can get uh, small little uh, magnified mirrors from you know the 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 cheap little shops and uh, keep one of those in your camera kit and it's good to just uh, kick a bit of extra light. Not not ideal for portraits because you'll probably blind someone, but great for <laughs> products and things like that. Great. Okay, cool. Like it. Okay. So um, Shua Smith says if you don't have gels, coloured craft cellophane with rubber brands works really well. So, the you know, gels are the um, – uh, color gels that you might put on your flash to maybe introduce a bit of color into a background or warm a shot up. Now, this is if your shot uh, it, it is crucial that you have absolute correct color, then the the cheaper cellophane gels are going to not going to be ideal. But if you just want to um, add a bit of you know color into the background of a shot, and you can just use uh, yeah cheap craft cellophane works really well, or even lolly wrappers. Yeah, right. Okay, just over your your pop-up Speed flash. Light. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so this is one that I really love. So when shooting on uh, white with white roll paper, so doing studio stuff, a piece of white perspex, I put a, like a, a large piece of white perspex on the floor and I get people to stand on that because it creates oh. a really beautiful reflection and it also protects your roll paper from How big does the perspex marks. need to be? So it's probably uh, one and a half, the, the width of the roll paper so i think that's uh i think a couple of meters across yeah to, yeah to three meters across yeah so but then how uh, but then the depth of it how the depth of it it's shadow about, cut off uh, uh, i mean the reflection uh, will cut a off meter, a half a meter a meter across uh width yeah is that so, all really yeah yeah okay yeah. Right. And, and so, oh, because and you're you not get, you're not photographing their full reflection. You're only photographing a tiny bit of it, like just the feet and the. Yeah. yeah right. It, mm-hmm. it, it looks really lovely, and the yeah. other thing that this does is like because when you've got roll paper where they stand, it gets scuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. So this is going to uh, protect the roll paper. So if you've got scuff marks, you can just come in with some. Um, you know, a, 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 a soft cloth and some water and just wipe up the scuff marks and then you've got a yeah. clean surface again. So it's a little – it's less work in, in the retouching. Do you uh, do it when they're standing or yeah. would you do it if they sat on it? Sitting on the floor, yeah. If you've got them sitting on the floor, that works as well. But, it, like, honestly, I was going through um, white roll paper – a, a roll a week or something and then once I started doing this it just you cut it back to a roll a month because I wasn't having to keep cutting off the area where people were standing so yeah. it just and it's not cheap roll paper as well and then I keep mm. breaking my windscreens when I'm transporting it so it's it even more yes. expensive so I try and avoid uh having to go and buy you know roll paper if I need to so th- this works really well the other it's way great. you can 
using this same principle and this like is just adds a whole new um, level to your photos and this is also one that I picked up from uh, working in the television industry is using shiny black vinyl tiles and if you look at um, I think any any show on TV, so like the the, the um, you know Jimmy Fallon or like X Factor or you know anything that's filmed in a studio in television, right? Have a look when you look at the 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 floor. So you'll see a singer standing on stage or something. It's always a beautiful shiny black floor, and what it, it does, all the lights reflect into the floor. And so you Mm. get it just like the reflections give it life and give it so much depth. And all they are is large, I think they reckon they're a metre square, uh, Mm. vinyl tiles, like highly polished. Where do you get them from? So you can get them um, from a a floor, you know, whether they sell a floor or a hardware store or uh, Mm. – I had uh, a metal version of them as well, so black uh, poly- polished uh, metal that I would put down, but the vinyl is a lot easier because you can roll it up and, and it's a lot more portable and it'll fit in yeah. the back of your car. But honestly, right. it gives it gives your photos a real high-end look to your portraits because it's just lovely to have that, that extra um, reflection in there. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, what else? Okay, so um, calico or white shower screens makes a great screen. So to diffuse Mm. light and it's a really natural way to soften light and this might be uh, in in the studio. Uh, Another thing when you're using a diffuser, if you're using one outside, so often they're either a rectangle or a a circle in a circle, right? So Mm -hmm. say if you're outside and it's uh, full sun and it's, uh, you know, midday and that's probably the time when you want to use a diffuser and say you're doing a portrait that's a little bit wider you want to do a full length portrait so you've got someone that's holding the diffuser for you so that it's creating um a barrier between the sun and and your person so it's a, a way for the sun to filter through the material onto your person and it softens the light. What happens is if you're shooting wide enough, you will have the reflection of the diffuser in the shot. Mm, and it's obvious right. it's been, ah. which is really annoying, right? It's like, well, yeah. you've got this great shot, but it's obviously been diffused because you can see it in the uh, in the shadow that it causes. Yes. Another one from the film industry, what they do is because they're constantly having to, like they build massive sets with these, you know, diffusers that are like basically the size of a house so they can create a lovely area that they can film in, right? And the way they hide the hard edge of the diffuser is they actually get branches and leaves and attach them to the edges of the diffuser. So now the shadow looks like a tree. Oh, my God. Isn't that a good hack? Oh, my God. That is so clever. Isn't it clever? Yeah. 
That's yeah. smart. Now I'm going to be watching smart. shows and seeing if I can spot the diffuser. Well, oh, you can't because you won't be able to see the edge because they make oh. it look like a tree. So I've often seen um, that done, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people shooting in the dappled light where it really does need a diffuser. But I know yes. that once you put the diffuser in, you go, hey, you can tell. You can tell the light's too, like the areas, to, you can see the outline basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, clever. Very yeah. clever. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So, uh, and finally, Val, so for uh, glamour and fitness photography, yes. Uh, to. So often you've got your model who's uh, been working out, ha- hasn't eaten a thing since 1986. <laughs> <to get> there. <laughs> Certainly haven't been uh, nudging the Nutella in the Thermomix <laughs> or with ice cream because that, that doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't it goes on quicker. Jar and Nutella can do some damage though, can't it? Belle? Yeah, Probably I think can. the trick is not to eat a jar all in one go. But how do you not, Val? I don't understand. <laughs> okay, let's just move on. Once the jar's off, don't you have to think? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you've got your model who's fit, but like this is one that I learned from makeup artists is what they would do is so you've got the muscles that are there, but what they do is they use uh, contouring to define the muscles even more. So it's helping you. So you can use lighting yep. like overhead down lighting to accentuate yep. the muscles. But what the what the makeup artists do is wear their shadows. So the bits between the eight pack or the six pack, the mm. shadow part they brush in with a like yep. a dark uh, tone and where the highlights are the bits of the six pack that come up and out the bits that they want to stand out they use like a, a highlighter there so it actually make, <laughs> makes people look like they've got like more of a six pack it just like, like the, the, the the muscles look more shrink wrapped which is that yeah, look fantastic that you want. so that's a good little hack and baby oil is a common oil used in those situations too like so when when the the body's oiled up and you uh light, put light on it it makes the the highlights uh, you know stand out more because the, the the skin looks a lot shinier coconut yes. oil gives i reckon a better glow to skin and it looks more natural it's a more natural looking uh sheen i think baby oil can look like you've got baby oil all over you yeah. where, you know <laughs> like coconut- a bodybuilder yeah, yeah. Whereas coconut oil has a more uh, natural, natural sheen as well. Yeah, love it. Okay, so coconut oil where though? All over your body. If you want, like, if you're shooting a body and you want to make it oh, look uh, shiny, I see. yeah. Right, right. Okay, cool. These are all great hacks and a big variety of them as well. I love it. So uh, we've come up to the time of hashtag Gina Challenge. Now, if you are new to the podcast, then first of all, welcome. But secondly, every week we have a hashtag Gina Challenge where we pick a particular theme or topic. And then you can interpret that theme or topic however you like and upload your photo that's associated with that theme or topic into the podcast community Facebook group. 
If you're not a member, then come and join us. It's free to join. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and it'll be great to have you in there. So, um, and it, the, one of the good things is just to see what everyone uploads. Everyone interprets it in a different way and everyone comes from all different walks of life and different um, levels of photography. So we'd love to see you in the Facebook group um, for Hashtag Gina Challenge as well as just to hang out, of course. Now, what is Hashtag Gina Challenge for this week, Gina? For this week, Val, it's hack. Oh, I love it. So it's hashtag Gina challenge, hashtag hack. That's what Mm. you need to label your photo. And we'd love to see what you come up with, whatever your hacks. You can either take a photo of your hack or you can, um, yeah, interpret that however you like. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Where do we find you online, Gina? So GinaMilitia.com, at GinaMilitia on Twitter and Instagram and uh, what else is there? Pinterest and you can also find me on YouTube at GinaMilitia. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, feel free to connect with me on Facebook as well, either within the uh, Facebook group or within the Gold community or just search for me. I'm the Valerie Koo living in Sydney and it'll be great to connect with you. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.